The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Here on this Sunday evening, it is the seventh day of April. Uh, hey, how's it going? It's uh, it's another edition of the, of the Blues. Thirteen minutes after, fourteen minutes after the hour. Dave Lambert is in the studio. Dave, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Rick? It's good to see you back in the you back too, in the house. Man. You know, uh, you're, I know you're 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 working this move into town. Yes, at some I am. point and. Uh, yeah, it, it's already it, it, you're you already like family here. Of course, we've known you for years, but you know, yeah, yeah, it, has, it is years now. It is. It's, <laughs> it's been a few years. Yeah, a couple of years, at least three. Yeah. So yeah, how how you liking Memphis? You've been here for this is an extended stay for you here. Yes, so. I came down uh, in uh, uh, early March. Yeah, and had hoped to get here sooner, but the snow caught up with me up north. I couldn't get out. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, you told me. Uh, <laughs> You told me about the the, the snowdrifts as high as eighteen wheelers. Yeah, there. it yeah. really was, and uh, it was an, an amazing thing. I hadn't seen that in a lot, a lot of years. I'd never seen it in in Minnesota, and then it was like, I suppose I'm going to get teased now because I said Minnesota. Hey, it happens, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of that down here. <laughs> well, you know, you can't you can't hide your heritage at this. No, point. well, it's know. not my heritage. I've just been there for a while. I'm actually from Michigan originally. Nobody says I sound like a youper. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of those here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Memphis just kind of sucks you into its orbit, and it's it, uh, uh, it's a melting pot. It's fun. It's yeah. um, we've met so many players, and that's why I ran into Pam and Jeff with us here tonight. And I, I tell you, uh, Memphis has really been good to me. It's been opening the doors. I'm I've been busy. I've been running every single day until I just collapse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think it's a lifestyle here too. I think it everybody's is. doing that. I think yeah. a lot of people are doing that because. It's just, you know, I think it's the way of life. It is. They're, everybody's so busy doing a thousand things at one time, and it's as if there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and even for a musician, you know, because there's so much here, oh. you know. And Memphis can be a tough town, as I'm sure you've kind of gotten a taste of how that is, sort of. But at the same time, the jams are, are way awesome here. Yeah. Yep, way good. In fact, that's where I met these two. At the uh, Thursday night uh, Memphis Blues Society Blues Jam with Brad Webb and yeah. folks out there over at Rock House. And, yeah, uh, I think you originally took me to that jam when back I, when it was at another place. Yeah, yes, that's back correct. when it was over Stage Stop, which yep. is no longer. Yep, that's correct. And that was uh, that was a treat. And then I met you. I think through Mark. Mark's with us tonight. Yeah. Uh, um, that's it's just a chain of events. Who knows where it's going to go from here? <laughs> have you have you felt that the, the 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 music scene here is affecting your playing? Any? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that the two things have affected my playing. Coming down here has caused me to be aware of what I'm playing and more of more what what I shouldn't be playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Yeah, and that's, that's very the, important. That's the biggest lesson. And the other thing was I picked up a new guitar before I came down here and it changed my whole style of playing. It's a very articulate really? guitar. Yeah. It's a it's a Jeff Beck strat. So I've started working with some of Jeff's techniques thinking, you know, there's a reason he sounds like he does. Well, part of the thing is he's been doing that forever. Sure. So, but I played around with it, and I've really come up with some amaz- um, amazing feels and different things. That is it the neck? What, what's so different about it? A lot it? of things. Uh, it's the way the guitar's set up. He's got it set up so it's really, I mean, it, it picks up. It's very articulate. It's uh, got roller nuts on it, so it stays in tune. You can dive bomb it just like it had a Floyd Rose on it. Right, right, right. It's got killer pickups in it. It's qu- They're relatively quiet. Uh, 
Uh, and the way it's set up right now, the guitar is, and I've had a lot of strats over the years. Sure. It, it's just set up perfectly. And it's got real, real light strings on it. I'm used to heavy strings. So I, I went with the light strings, and I tried to use a little bit heavier strings. I didn't like it at all. went back to the light strings. But it's changed the way I play is, is the long and short of it. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. And now when I go to the heavier strings, I find myself... Really working it, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's still working working for me. So I, I'm liking that. We got to twist the neck so. on that thing. <laughs> Get that sound out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rinse it out. Well, nope. you know, and don't be afraid to you know maintain what you are used to playing here. And that's the beauty of Memphis is that you bring something to the table. Here. Oh yeah, you know, as of a lot of the musicians around here, I'll go. Oh shit! I never thought of it played like that. Or that's an interesting way to look at that particular yeah. lick. Yeah, and, yep. and all they'll, they'll swallow or you. That's an yeah. interesting lick. I got to learn that. I'm, yeah, I, I'm getting. I'm going to steal that. Oh, <laughs> well, they do it all the time down here. Yep. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm already in on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thieving bastard. You. Yes, I, and, that's and, and, well, I, but no that's. Shame. But that, no, that's the way it is here. Memphis has always been that melting pot, and yeah. there's there's so much here to to, uh, well, to give and to take, and and everybody here. And it's been my experience with being in Memphis for some twenty something years. That um, the, the the musicians here are so giving anyway. They are, they are. It's not warm. like a lot of talent. They bring you in there, uh, and I've told a lot of friends about this already. It's like, man, they're so ready to help you here, and they there's no um, there's no competition. Really. Yeah, there's that's what it is. There's no competition. Yeah. They they they'll go out of their way their way to help you and. And uh, I mean, I've gotten calls from guys that I thought would n- never call me. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, and they just wanted to chat, talk about different guitars and things like that. And I'm going like, sure. wow, this is really cool. And it just doesn't that the kind of thing doesn't really happen up where I'm from. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they call, no. they want something. Or no, they, they want something. Yeah, yeah you, you still got that. Uh, you still got that rig. I want to. I want to buy it or I want to get it from you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah kind of and, and I don't want to. I don't want to put dirt on because there's some great players up. Oh, in Minnesota. sure, they're, sure. They're wonderful people and and. But there is definitely a competitive factor up here that just I don't feel down here at all. This is everybody's working together down here. You know, I've seen countless shows in this town where you have like several bands, you know, playing throughout the night, and some guy might, uh, I don't know, like blow a head on his amp or something. Oh, yeah. And and the the guy that's playing behind him will say, "Hey, here, plug, <laughs> yeah. plug into this." I was ready to bring one in for Black Oak the other night. Um, they were having trouble with one, and then I got a text later. I guess he's uh, one of. Uh, Ricky Reynolds, I guess. Oh yeah, looking Ricky for Ricky Lee. Ricky yeah. Lee is looking for a rig, and I so I sent a message back. I said, yeah, I got a handful of them. I said, I'll sell one. I don't care everything. Like Brad Webb says, no, I don't want to sell that. Well, wait a minute. He says everything's for sale for the right price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you name the number, and it's just yours, That's baby. Right. That's what it is. So you so you you ran in with uh, with Black Oak then. Well, we went out to see him. Pam and I went out to see him. Uh, what was Friday Friday night? And uh, we hung out out there most of the night and got to meet Jim uh, Dandy. Yes, I got to meet Jim finally after all these years. <laughs> Seen him a few times. I never got to meet him. Yeah. It was really cool. He's a trip. And you know, at the end of the night, I was really impressed. He was on his way out. He was right at the door, turned right around, walked back in. There wasn't that many people left. He was one of the later ones out. Walked right back over to Pam and I, and he said, hey, thanks for coming out. And shook my hand and left. I was like, wow, yeah. that was pretty cool. That, and that's indicative of Memphis in general. 
and I thought he's a good a, a good measuring stick for the city. Yeah, and I, thought, I was really impressed by that. I thought, wow, we've had we've had shows down here on a Sunday night, and, and Jim will just find his way in yeah. with a cocktail. Hey, man, I'm here to hang, yeah. <laughs> and he'll just hijack a radio show like nobody's business. But you know, but that's but it's Jim. You got to let him do it. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, him and Willie Hall one night sat down here and they interviewed oh, each oh, other. Oh, 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 oh. That was a trip because it turned out that the two of them had worked together at Stacks for a while. Oh. Like way back, and I was sitting <laughs> here. I was blown away by this. So I just turned my mic off and let him just go. Oh yeah, it was a trip. But yeah, but that's 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 a, it's a real indicative look of how the I, hospitality of this town can be. Well, last time we were down here, uh, Willie showed up. And yeah, I, I, we talked to him. I got to play with him that night. That was yeah, again. With, that was just Delta another Project. treat. You know, yeah. it's just fun stuff that goes on here. But I, I'm pretty locked in right now and committed to. Uh, these two that are with me tonight. In fact, we haven't even named it yet. <laughs> you didn't even name the act. Haven't yet. even named it yet. So we we we, we chatted. We were cracking some jokes upstairs in the parking lot before the show about it. But yeah, that's that's a fairly serious thing. You know, it is. Yeah, you got to think about what you're gonna what you're gonna call this thing. So if anybody out there listening's got any good ideas, get online and. Hit us up in the chat room. I'm in there right now. So all right, yeah, let us know. Yeah. What do we name this thing? What do we name this thing? Ah, we got all night with it. You never know. <laughs> the, the idea that I floated to you, you didn't like. Uh, Which one was it? Harry Ariola and the nipples. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sent me right to the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. Well, you you also related to me uh, the story of I think it was, a, it was a, bar, a barmaid. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting up there. I was replacing a guitar player at the time, and. Uh, and, and in that particular outfit, the, you replaced your, you found your own replacement because the band didn't want to be burdened with it, which made sense. And you agreed on the way in, which is unheard of. Nobody would do that now, I don't think. He's like, find your own, find your own guitar player. I'm out of here. You know, so, you, so you find a guy, and the rest of the guys don't like him. Then what? I don't know. Well, they have to approve of him. Oh, they have to approve. Yeah, they have to approve. And then so you have to train him in. Yeah. Train him in. He, meanwhile, you stay with the band. You you continue to collect the dough until, <laughs> until 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 everybody meets the approval of. That's right. That's right. What a what a what a deal. But and there's more to it. I mean, you had to buy because the band was pretty well vested. We owned a lot of stuff, and and they had a lot of you know years like gear behind and stuff. Yeah, gear actually owned houses and stuff. Really? And so, yeah, it was a it was a. Well, multi, there were three bands in the organization. Did y'all have? Like and it a, was a multi-million dollar operation. Did y'all have like a four hundred one k plan? Oh, and, they did. Yeah, they had stuff like that. Oh no shit! Yeah, really? we had all that stuff. And Retirement. We were, in fact, we had we hired a lady at, back at the house, um, and she would come in several times a week or whenever we needed her, and she took care of. She would send, we would send all our taxes, but you couldn't get paid each week until you turned your taxes in from the week previous. The reason being, if anybody in the organization, three bands, got audited. The rest of us were screwed. Oh yeah, unless yeah, your yeah, ducks yeah. were in a row. So what they did was they sent all these in, and they went and they were filed weekly for years. And they had all these file cabinets in the office. Well, that makes sense. We got audited, <gasps> and they came in. We didn't even have to show up. Our, we had a tax guy. He came in, and he says, ah, "They'll go through it with you." And he left. And the auditor sat there and said, "What's this?" As well. We can write this off. She said that we don't need that. And our manager actually went through it. And they got done looking at one guy, and the lady just shook her head and says, I can't believe these guys are musicians. And walked out. Says, Do you want to see anything else? He says, nope. I'm oh not going to mess with you. That's and hilarious. that's how it works. That's why we did it, because if it happened, it was nobody want, nobody else wanted to go through it. And we didn't, certainly didn't want to get in any trouble. 
And we made enough money that it was, you know, we were concerned about it. So <laughs> yeah, somebody with the IRS going, "Oh, they're musicians. They're dumb as hell. We can, we can, we can take right. whatever we want." And then find out you yeah. guys are as organized as you are. Right, right. And, like, and oh, that shit. surprised right. me. You know, and I, I've never been in a band that did that since. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could bring these life lessons to some of these musicians here in this town. And I, you know, we don't yeah. have a union here, and if. It's such a tough thing to build a union around it, but if you if you organize yourself kind of like one, take care of yourself. You yeah, know? well, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a yeah. It's sort of a self motivating thing now. I mean, if you're not motivated to do it, it's just not going to happen. Right. And um, and you got to you got to protect your own your interests and whatnot. But yeah, the story was I think we were up in the mountains. Yes. And yes. this guy, I was the replacement. And we were up, and we didn't ski. We were up in Winter Park or Breckenridge or someplace, and we, we didn't go skiing because we were working on tunes. Sure. And I was just like, I love, I love to ski. And so I'm up there. We didn't go skiing, working on parts. And we're sitting in a chalet having a couple cocktails, and this gal walks over, and she leans over, and, she, and we both looked at the same time, and she had all this hair between her breasts. And... <laughs> So, so I looked at I looked at oh, was him. Was this Sean Connery? I looked at, I looked at this guy, and he looks back at me, and I said, and just as we just as we noticed that we were looking at each other, a Harry Chapin song came on the radio, <laughs> oh, no. and we just we both just busted up, and we laughed all week about that. It wasn't it was just I guess you had to be there, but it was pretty funny. No, no, I, I'm good here from yeah. this distance. I've, I found that yeah, I found that very humorous. Yeah. Yeah, Harry yeah. Chapin was the joke that week. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well, you know, but those are those are those experiences you can bring home with you and, and tell those around the around the bar. Uh, and, yeah, I don't tell it I don't think of it very often, but you brought it up. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's all my fault. Um, well, we're gonna have you guys here all evening uh, tonight. Yeah, uh, we're, good. We're gonna we want to hear some music from you guys. In fact, uh, before we pause, how about a tune? You guys ready? To, you want to you want to jump yeah. one? Do yeah, you, you guys want to do one? Yeah, yeah. Do something here. Uh, Why don't we do one? You can tell the story on it if you want. I don't know if I'm prepared for it, but I, I know. Well, this. you know what happened here, and you can I tell did. the story. I did. We can, we, I don't want to. We wanna... can converse through it a little bit if you'd like. We can do that. It would be better if it was a. a uh, yeah. No, yeah. No, this, no, this is special because you you brought this to us a couple of years ago. Yes. Yes, it is. And, I, and it was be something part of that story. you had been moved by this room. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really kind of the way it came. It's about. part of the story. Yeah, it's part of the story, and so. the the whole thing of Radio Memphis and, and the the studio and the space and who had been here over the years. Right, right, right. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, give, give knock me right a second here. The 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 ghosts of uh, Radioland, right? Is that That's right? correct. <clears throat> we got we got Jeff on drums tonight. Pam over here holding down the fretless uh, low end. We uh, we worked on this between steaks and uh, soup over Jeff's. <laughs> steaks and soup. <laughs> How appropriate! It was perfect. Yes. Well, actually, to be fair, it was steaks the first night, then soup the next. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you get yourself into in a, into, into the meat sweats, <laughs> and then you know that. You're well fed. <laughs> you are well fed. A couple years ago, we were invited to Radio Memphis with Rick Cheddar, sitting amongst us right now. We came down here and talked a little bit. I was with another act, I believe, at the time. 
in between live airtime, Rick was telling us about ghosts that lived in this building. In fact, I should let Rick tell you the story now. Tell us a little bit about the ghosts that were in the building, Rick. Oh, there's been several over the years, man. Charlie Rich. Charlie Rich. Been part of the scene here. R.L. Burnside. Louisiana Red. Oh, yeah. And the recently deceased Ace Cannon. And that just amazed me. So I went home, and I couldn't let it go. I kept thinking about the ghost, and you guys seen them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're here tonight, I'm sure. Well, we invited them in. I like ghosts. They're harmless around here. There's one that looks like Mark Caldwell now. He's not dead yet. <laughs> anyway, we did this song, came back. It was a year later. Yeah, it was a year. And we played this song, I believe, for you on air. We debuted it here to your listening uh, crowd, which is pretty extensive. It has since that year, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, as I recall, we uh, found out that then you had another recording studio here again because yep. you guys have recorded here back when it was uh, uh, a recording studio, and, and now they're here during, and you've been a radio station, what, 26, seven years? Something like that, yeah. yeah. A little while. Yeah, it's been a while. So we came back and recorded it here. Well, since then, the song has morphed a little bit, and, you know, it's matured. And you're talking about bringing it back to me, too, which is We are good. coming back to record it right here. Oh, yeah. And, now uh, that it's all grown up and... Uh, that's right. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it because it'll be on the new record. And I want to get that out here this year. So it'll be quickly. I'm not sure the logistics of that yet, but, but we'd like to do it for you right now. It's called Ghosts. Ghost of Radio Land, and it was spawned right here in Memphis. ship has cargo worth more than silver, jewels, and gold. Laura says she's carrying many singers' soul. They've been seen in the morning as they 
as they gather for the show. Ushering in the day, they're called the hosts of radio. Well, it could have been a reflection, might have been sleight of hand. But we were singing to the shadows and the ghost of radio land. Charlie Rich has played here. R.L. Burnside, too. R.L.'s grandson, nephew, Cedric, and brother, son, and sister, Moon. I get it right. <laughs> the whole damn family. Many other troubadours who come to show their hand, <laughs> to lay it all out on the line before the ghost of Radio Lamb. I'll tell you this. It wasn't no reflection. It wasn't no sleight of hand. We were singing to the shadows and the ghosts of Radio Land. Singing to the ghosts. Ghosts of Radio Land. Thank you so much for that. That's a great song. Thank you. Well, that's for you guys. I, I appreciate that. that. You. That's uh, that's that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to the new recording of that one. So that'll, yeah, that'll be fun. 
It'll be fun to do. It was fun to play. Oh my god, yeah. It's I don't know. Something's come. Oh, it's. Oh, it's me. Pardon. There we go. <laughs> Somebody unplug something over here. Um. So, uh, so yeah, there it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Jane Young says, sounding great, Dave. Thanks, Jane. Uh, who else? Uh, Wesley Flint says, hey, Jeff and Pam. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. And and Mary said, uh, got music? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Those of you that are tuned into the uh, live stream uh, from uh, Mark Caldwell, find us over at radio-memphis.com, and uh, you can you can catch it uh, the way it's supposed to sound. So uh, so there you go. We're going to pause. We'll be back. we got Dave Lambert in an unnamed band in here. Uh, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. The mis- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we already got the Mysterians, so we'll we'll have to come up with some. <laughs> something will happen between now and the end of the night. I'm thinking. I don't know. We'll get some suggestions. Yeah, if you got a name out there in Radio Land, if you're listening and you got a name for us, send it in. Send it in. Send it in. You we're can... gonna let you name this. What the heck? <laughs> oh, oh God, no! You don't want to do that. No, oh, we'll get final say. Come on, <laughs> this might be fun. The internet is a really fucked up place, Dave. You know that, don't you? Okay. <laughs> Just be real careful. Right. You Maybe know. I shouldn't have said that, but you know, too late now. <laughs> Guitari McGuitar face. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Speaking of sweet souls, uh, we got in here uh, Dave Lambert and the creatures, uh, <laughs> or whatever we're going to call this thing. I, uh, yeah, creatures. <laughs> the creatures. I don't know. We'll, we'll throw out some names and see what sticks. You know, <laughs> this band is so new they got that new band smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> week long musk. A week long musk. <laughs> By God, we're going to come up with a name whether you we're like it or not. Bunch. Yeah, you're an earthy bunch. A bunch of hippies, I swear to God. Uh, no, you're you're our favorite kind of people that like to come in here and just play, and and that's oh, yeah. you, you know, and you know, I fell in love with your sound long ago when I first met you. Um, I was still looking for a sound back then. <laughs> well, I know, and you know, you you uh, you you have uh, um, uh, you know, you had the other act, and it was and it was fantastic what you guys were doing, and yeah. you know, as 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 time does, things change, and yeah, uh, you, and, know. you know, yeah, and it's worked out good. I think she uh, Donna's had that was brother son sister moon. Donna's very happy. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all real happy and uh, um, you know I'm I'm happy as can be being down here and she obviously wasn't gonna come down here but she's playing up there doing some different things. she got into more of a rock scene of all which well, kind of surprised me yeah yeah but it's pretty cool yeah you you guys had a you had a, a very uh, a very unique thing even though I know it was more kind of I don't know if indigenous is the right word to use for 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 Minnesota but right, you right. know uh, and and I, and I know that you've been not, you've been here for what. Nearly two months now, right? Just well, since first first of uh, uh, February, March. first of March. Yeah, I didn't. Get, I wanted to come down in February. I hate I hate winter up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis winter. It didn't work out. So yeah, it's it's like it's wait till you in. Well, you won't. You're gonna miss it. But the uh, the summer here is special it is absolutely special i played with donna uh, bowers today in a church and i I started playing this morning all of a sudden it it just got humid and hot (laughs) and i started sweating that's nothing man i'm in a suit you know this is april man i know i know you're laughing yeah yeah wait till about i don't know toward the end of july yeah that's when it's i heard i know i'm not ready for it no, I'm not ready, but it it it'll uh it, you'll acclimate pretty quickly. Um, I have a friend who refers to people who live here as amphibians. 
<laughs> well, that makes sense because we did come down here for the Bentonia Blues Fest one year. That's right. Yeah, you and were here for hot. the summer. Yeah. It was about 11 o'clock at night, and I was talking to people, and they had rings of sweater, wings of sweater on their, you know, their collars and stuff at 11 oh, sure. at night. So yeah. we got a pretty good taste. We, we got to hang out with uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes down there and play, oh, yeah. play, at, play at his place. It was an interesting thing that happened there. We walked in, and he says, he, he says, can you play that thing? And I said, yeah. He says, get it out. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I pull it out. I play like 45 oh, seconds. Says, okay, you're playing tonight. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was the audition. <laughs> that was it. That's that was how you it. get in That's there. That's how it worked. <laughs> Years ago, um, the Stones had played over at Liberty over at Liberty Bowl, right? You know, the, yeah. the big stadium. And it was in the summertime when they, when they came to play. It's actually a fairly famous show. And um, they wound up getting uh, Furry Lewis to open the show. It's a packed stadium. It's the Stones, right? Sure. Mick didn't want to come out yet because it was so damn hot, and he wasn't quite prepared for this. And by, by 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, it was still pretty steamy. So they just kept furry out there forever. Oh. And finally, they were like, it's not going to get any cooler. you got to go out there and do the show. And they did. And Mick said, I have never sweated more in my life than I did yeah. th that night. And, you well, know, and the Stones put on a high-energy show anyway, but, you know. Yeah, I was soaked this morning. I don't know if it was because I was nervous because <laughs> I drank too much beer yesterday. Yeah, it happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all – you'll be fine. I know I know. you got to head back up north here in the next week or two-ish, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, wrapping up some business up there. And, and we're looking forward to having you come be a Memphis resident. I, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, so to forward to that right now, especially after being down here tasting it and meeting the people and – Hanging out. Well, your family to us here at Radio Memphis, you always will be. Uh, you and me personally, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, you let me know. Huge thank you to you, Rick, for taking the time out. This guy, to the radio listeners, I got to tell you, Rick Cheddar took time out of one of his days, and we just drove around all day, and he showed me different parts of town. Yeah. Took me out, and that's this is what Memphis is like. If you come down here, these, these folks, they're going to help you out. And Rick, you took, I would say you took, I don't know how much time off my learning curve, just knowing my way around town a little bit. And I say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that section of town. I don't remember exactly how to get there, but I'm, as it comes along, I'm starting to piece all of, all of it together. And, of course, I've been out moving almost every night, you know. And right. So I'm right. seeing, you know. The, it can be a little overwhelming. And once you get, once you understand where the main drags are. You know, kind of in and out. Yeah. Because there's no, if you notice, there's no, there's no straight shot. <laughs> right. Everything's curvy, <laughs> you know? twisty, turny roads. But I tell you what, though, I and I have heard nothing but great stuff. Uh, when when you and I went down to uh, South Maine and we we hooked up with Mark Parcell and yeah. you guys, it turned out you guys practically knew each other. <laughs> From years ago, yes, from the yes. family from up there, he was from Michigan, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Right, he was from uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan, out of Flint, Michigan, and I was from a little town called Otisville, which is just north of Flint a little ways, um, and we were talking about his father owned a Buick dealership up there, <laughs> Burn Parcel, yeah. and in fact, I called him and left a message just the other day, I said, Mark, you know where a guy can find a Buick? <laughs> <laughs> He never got back to me, though. So I don't know if he's he's having some type of PTSD over the whole thing. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and, and I, every everybody that comes here and wants to be a part of the scene, I want them to, to see the 
obviously see the good stuff, but to also know that there's some things here that you've got to really be aware of. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, These two like will help you with that. You know. Yeah, they've been helping me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they let me go in first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm new. You so just go. This will be we're good. just going to send you right on in there, yeah. Uh, no, that's, no, that's awesome. No, we're looking forward to having you here and, 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 and hearing your work here. I'm looking forward to it. You that. know, it's been a sweet sweet thing, uh, Pam. I want to, you know, she she's... I want to thank you because she's taken me out. I have met so many people as a result of, of uh, Pam Morin. So she's taken me out. and Damn Pam, we call her. Damn Pam. Damn Pam. She the brought her, she's the first person to ever bring a rocking chair into the studio. <laughs> yeah, I got you, baby. I feel you. I, you know, I, know, I know what that's about. If I don't have to sit, I might as well be comfortable. <laughs> With the Epiphone fretless, she's, she's working there. I know. And she's I, working it like a champ over there. You know there. what? She, she doesn't play flat or sharp either. That's the first thing I look like. No. There's going to be a flat or sharp No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, she one. knows where it's at. That one. She's got those ears, man. She does. She knows how to play that thing. Well, to keep up with you, it's got to be it. <laughs> yeah, she comes in. She goes, I need some batteries. I'm like, uh, what kind of show is this? Uh, <laughs> she's got a vibrating appliance she's adding to the program. Uh, well, you know, whatever. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, then uh, we, got, we, got, we got a little extra time here. We, we, I've resynced the brakes here, so let's hear a tune. What do you want to get into? All right. Um, let's do uh, – this is going to be on the new record as well. We haven't recorded it yet. Uh, down here, I did a version of it up north. Uh, but uh, I've never done it with these guys yet, and I'd like to do it tonight. Do they know what you're doing? They do know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something they don't know. <laughs> oh, even better, yeah. We know he's doing something. We know he's doing something. Jeff's over there like this. I don't know. Just uh, just give me a shuffle. I don't know if I can. You want me to count uh, yeah, that's fine. I, before we get going, Jeff, just a second. I got to I got to tell you, this song was written uh, for a friend of mine. He's got this. He's married to this gal who actually plays drums, similar to our situation. Only she stands up and plays, and she's got her kick drum on the side, plays with sticks, and that's it. And is it, they is do it a what turned thing. up like a like a floor tom type of thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, and and it's a and it sounds great what they do. It's a rockabilly kind of thing they do, and they're hugely popular up around the Twin Cities called Jackknife and the Sharps. And a big shout out to Rick and Patricia Hollister up there. Yeah. Because um, they've were they been out there doing this thing for years and years and years. I've known Rick. And uh, so I wrote this song. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a backstory on this song as well. I mm-hmm. uh, uh, was watching... Um, American Pickers one day. I, I don't know if I had mentioned this to you. Before. No, but I'm familiar with the show. Yeah. But, and they were, yeah, they were up in the mountains somewhere and they were looking at this little painting somebody had made and it was a guy it was they were around a still one guy's leaning back they both had bibs on you know the typical you know still attire and, right, right, and right. one's leaning back shotgun tipped over had gone off crows are flying up out of a tree and it's got everything in it and the still's just steaming away you know and the booze is coming out of it and 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 one of the, one of the guys from the picker says look at that that's a regular american mountain Monet, and I started thinking it. Mountain you know, Monet. He said, Hillbilly Mountain Monet is what he called it. Hillbilly Mountain Monet. And I started thinking about it. I said, you know, I know a gal like this. I love this girl, and she's as cool as can be. So I wrote this song for, for Patricia Hollister, sent it over to Rick. I said, hey, man, don't be offended. I just wrote this for your wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she he was thrilled. I, I haven't know. heard if he likes it yet or not. But <laughs> we'll find out. The night is young. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, let's hear it. All right. Thank you. 
She's got a fine, fine way version of it it works it works for me how did she like it did she hear it she loved it she did she loved it she absolutely loved it i was tickled like i said i haven't heard from rick yet he has reached out to me because well i like he says i can't play guitar like that (laughs) that's all he said i thought well uh, you know he wants to be able to play for his wife i guess they did still invite they invited me over to the house come on over for some steaks one night and i thought all right well you know come over and hang out They've been trying to get me to come over for a while, but we always wind up busy. We're always playing on different nights. Sure, and sure. I never get to hang out with them. So it, it, so far I've learned from you tonight there, Dave, that uh, uh, the, the quickest way to bribe your ass is a steak. <laughs> yeah, i tell you what, man. Well, he knew that. You, you, well, yeah, you yeah, guys swim in the same that. waters there. His wife did. One of the two. Actually, yeah, somebody, somebody must have caught word somewhere. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good? No, 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 no. It's, it's medium rare. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Dave, let me ask you: when when you write, uh, what what is it that uh, I don't know? What, what's what's your muse in writing? Uh, what is it? Is it an experience type thing for you, yeah. or is it a yeah, story, write, or is there a turn of phrase in life, or real things that I want to see in life? And usually, when I, after I write about it, I see it later; it'll come to fruition. Um, All right, Nostradamus. I, yeah, well, it's it's not really like that. It's just like you know, once you've spoken it, it's kind of out there, and you're yeah. looking for it. It'll eventually, start to open. It's kind of like a flower. It may not all come at one time. Different things come at different times or whatever. And, but when I write, it's experiential almost always. I, I, it's either something I've been through. However, and that's why I'm coming here, uh, coming to Memphis, because uh, when, when Donna and I split, we decided that, you know, it was enough. We were not going to play together anymore. And, and um, I wanted to do something different. And I thought, well, I want to do another record. But the only thing I could think of was more. Uh, and I did a record in the past. Out of a out of a broken relationship, and it it, um, it was all sad stuff. And I thought, I'm not going to do another sad record. I'm not going to do it. So, but it's the blues, Dave. It is, but the blues doesn't have to be sad. The blues can be. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up, right? Well, of course and it is. Yeah, help you. That's you know. what it is. The blues community. Blues. I've often said this, and I'll say it again. The blues is not so much about the blues music as it is about the relationships that you develop in the blues scene. The relationships with the people that you meet and hang out with are eternal and and those people are true blue they'll be there forever i mean you can go to the biggest blues show in the world they might have swat teams running around and stuff SWAT the, only teams. Doing, the only thing they're doing is picking up the guy that had too many brownies out of the lawn you know? yeah well there's that yeah sending him back on his way there's never any trouble out there those people are docile they're, they're friendly people and it's just at least the shows i've played yeah and I, you know i've played a few of them throughout the country and and um I've just never seen trouble at any of them. So it's, no, it's the same thing here. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Dwayne Burnside had that whole thing where he was running, you know, running barefoot through the hills of Mississippi, hiding from the fuzz. But you know, <laughs> oh, we had we had him in here. We talked about that, and there had been a meme that was going around on on the internet, and it was a, it was Forrest Gump, but they had they had put. Uh, uh, Dwayne Burnside's head on him, and it was him, you know, <laughs> running, and it said, "Run, Dwayne, run!" <laughs> and he had been—he was wanted by the police. He had, it was a long story, but he got stopped, and he got out of the car and just unasked it. He disappeared into the woods, and they couldn't find his ass because you know, he knew exactly where he was there in Holly Springs. And I got on the air the next day, and I said, "Dwayne, if you can hear me, you can hide here. We'll protect you here." <laughs> But it all it all worked out really well, and and, and Dwayne's such a great sport about that kind of stuff. But that's the stuff that they write about as well. I mean, that whole yeah. North Mississippi thing, and it's not about it's not about life. It's about relationships. If you really yeah. dig into that yes. North Mississippi thing, and I know you do because do. watching you pick with the, with the fingers, <laughs> you know, it's it, that's where it's at. You know, yeah, yeah. there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of human in your music. If you know what I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not I, fantasy. That's that's far cry different than some of the names I've been called. <laughs> you no good son of a. No 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 I kid yeah. I, I kid no uh, no, it, no it's human and it's it is. that's cool thanks Ray. I, I like that um, yeah I, I guess so you know I really never I don't analyze it I just write them I throw them out there and I just you know it just keeps coming and what I find is if I don't get them written down recorded in some way shape or fashion with a quickness. I'm going to lose them. Right. I only get a few hours on them, and then they're gone. And I've, I have had more songs come to me that have gone away than I can count. And so I, I really, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. A lot of the stuff I you know, will write in the middle of the night just out of a dead sleep. And like, oh, 
better get this down because I like this. <laughs> I, better, I better get this one because it's going to be gone. Yeah, daylight. Exactly. Yeah. By morning, it'll be gone. So I get yeah. up and I'll, I'll chop it out and throw it in. Even if it's just a rough. Sometimes I don't even plug the guitar in. I just get a rough down on a... So I go back tomorrow and I think, oh, yeah. And I start noodling around with that uh, particular lick or whatever. And then I got some idea in my head. And I might just voice it in over top or just talk about it at the so, end of the song. So it starts usually with a lick or with you, I guess? Not always. Or, or a turn of phrase, maybe? A phrase. Sometimes yeah. it starts with, like, Hillbilly Mountain Monet was totally written around that phrase alone. Hillbilly uh, Mountain Monet. We just call it Monet. But that's what it is. It's just, you know, it's about... It's, it, it's something that I wrote as a as a result of seeing, hearing that phrase, and, and the music just... I thought, well, what's that need to sound like? So I... Start thinking John Lee Hooker, and then it evolved, and then it picked up some different things. Right, right. Well, picked up some things tonight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you picked up a drummer and a bass player for God's sake, you know. Yeah. So, well, well, how about another tune then? <laughs> what do you want to do now? We can do another one. Yeah, absolutely. No, I got time here. We got tons of time. What's what's this one here? It's one off a uh, Broken Wings album. It's called Road Trip, and okay. it starts out with a jam that. Got to keep your coordination. Got to yeah. keep my coordination. So nobody disturbs Pam while she's playing this tune. No, she can have her eyes closed. I ain't going to be playing no tune. <laughs> she's over there with a vibrating device of some sort, people. And, uh, with you know. her eyes closed. In my rocket chair with my vibrating cushion. Okay. We can call it that if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> how, come, now, how come drum drums never have vibrating? I don't know. Maybe you need to start one, Jeff. They'd sell a bunch if they did. <laughs> you know, one with a little small back on it. You know, to ease that. Pick up your cymbals, yeah. So Miracle Air was started by a drummer. Uh huh. And uh, he went on to become a part of a company called Miracle Air. Well, I'll be damned. They developed, they developed something that was, they were the first revolutionary hearing aid company to yeah. develop something that could get rid of background noise so that you could hear what people were saying. Sure, like sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm saying, man, what if, what if that could be developed for a hearing aid? Because my grandmother had a problem because she had a hearing problem, but she couldn't wear a hearing aid because it always messed with her in restaurants. Right. Go out and, you know, so I don't know. I mean, you know, you come up with ideas every now and then. It's funny how that works. Well, tell him that your bass player appreciates that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where we started, and we went on off on this tangent, and that's just who I am. Howdy, Memphis. Yeah, and your and your bassist is over there full of hearing aids herself. So you know, that's right. That's right. What a perfect, what a perfect match. Was it Dave of the Geriatrics? I mean, what do you got going no, on? Over you here? know, I don't know if that one come up yet. No, but that's. <laughs> I'm just throwing them out there. Let's see what sticks. We, you know, we, we, I haven't hit the we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there. Oh, me neither. So. Shout out. Send us a name. We don't have one yet. So. <laughs> All right, well, lay, lay it on us, Mayor, man. All right, I'm going to send this out to a friend of mine, Star, if you're listening. I talked to you earlier today. She's up there in Minnesota. She says, I'll be tuning in. 
So, Star, if you're out there, this one's for you. Hey, Star.
Dammit's. Dammit. <laughs> I don't know. That's an idea. Dammit. I just the dammit's. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, Scott, we're on our way. We got damn Pam. You know, she fell right into that groove over there. You guys are pocket players right here in the middle of this thing. That's, this is some solid stuff right there. I know. The first time I played with these two, I like this is it, man. Look no further. Look this no is further. It. This is where it happens. This is the beginning. You <laughs> you got that right.
That's Brother, Son, Sister, Moon, Romance at Dawn, all the way from uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Dave Lambert from that band is in here tonight. Yes, indeed. Wrote a song about morning wood. I, I My hat's <laughs> off to you, my friend. I just, you know, Actually, the song, I was living in this. <laughs> <laughs> Romance at Dawn. Who are you trying to fool over there, man? I, you know, I well, you know, I had thought about it. But the truth is, I lived in this town in Wisconsin, a little place called Romance. It's unincorporated. I was the 13th person to live there. <laughs> in the history of this, this town? The truth is, it's been featured on Hee Haw twice, I know of, for sure. Holy Jesus. And, and, and it's a little bitty town, and it's nestled in the uh, Cooley region right off the Mississippi, south of La Crosse. Well, is it just like a wide spot in the road? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. It's not even that. You have, to, you have to know the road that turns to it and go up into the... Up through into the hills and into the woods for about yeah. two, about two three miles something like that before you can even find it. <laughs> and I used to play, and it was a big challenge to get home 
before the daylight would come up. Sometimes I'd make it, sometimes I wouldn't. But when it came up, I thought, man, there's nothing prettier than romance at dawn, you know, or you know. So it's a it's a location. It's a location. Yeah. But it seemed to work, and and you know, we got press right away. Some really difficult writers up in up in the cities area were took, gave it a listen, and she says, well. I didn't want to like it right away because of the name, but as soon as I heard it, Sleep With Me Baby for a Thousand Years, I already liked the song. Yeah, I had to listen to the rest of it. That's a hell of a lyric, yeah. That's a great line. So yeah. so we've sold some people on it just with that, but yeah, that's how it all came about. It was a little place called Romance, Wisconsin. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, yeah. You know, we, we, we've been talking on and off about you uh, uh Becoming an expat, if you will, moving to Memphis, yes. becoming a Memphian. Do you think you a Memphian, a Memphian, a Memphibian, a Memphibian, a Memphibian? Um, do, do you think that you're going to find yourself? And I, I did with because I'm as well a transplant. You, you think you're going to find yourself kind of missing that up there at all? I mean, I know with the weather is a different deal. But... Not anytime soon. I'll miss the people. Yeah, you the know, people. The the, I've got a lot the of culture there. that's there. You know. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't, I don't for a second think that. I won't be spending some time up there because I'll go up there and do shows. If I if I get something happening down here and we got it going on, um, you know, the thing to do is leave Memphis and go play. Well, yeah. sure, yeah. So you know. I'll be back up there for festivals and for one thing and another. And because and, uh, you have a following up there, you well, yeah, you got and, some fans and, and up people, there, right? and especially now that I'm away for a while and coming down here, I, I think it it already has improved my playing considerably. When they and when they start hearing the stuff, I think the new record is going to reflect a lot of that. And when they when they hear that, and I'll make sure everybody up there, of course, gets to hear it. I suspect we'll be back up there doing more festivals and more more stuff, and and they're still calling for festivals. I'm on a couple of them this year up there, and, and yeah, because uh, you got you got you got to deal with the fall up there. Yeah, late yeah. summer, early fall. Yeah, you know, I've then... fallen up there a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Who hadn't? <laughs> you know, Eric Hughes. Have you had a chance to meet Eric yet? I've not met Eric yet. I've I've been hearing about it. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, soon. We, we need soon. to we need to make that happen. Um, did we meet him? No, I don't think we did. I know. You know, Eric is uh, Eric is a guy who plays pretty much exclusively here in 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 Memphis in the Mid South. You know, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get out. But once every year, I think he goes. I think it's on his anniversary. He goes up to Wisconsin. I think, and he plays like Eau Claire, or he gets up he gets up into the like, um, oh God, uh, up around the upper up in the up in the lake in the Uper. Sure, sure. And you know, he he plays there, and he. He's booked into like a ten day deal, so he and his wife go up there and they celebrate a, an anniversary. But he cannot stop playing, and when they go up there, they love him to right, death. Right, and that's the only time he leaves this area. Huh? It's fascinating. Yeah, that is. Um, you know, I, I actually play in Eau Claire quite a bit. It's only about a half hour from where I'm living right now. Right, and and um, so I, Eau Claire actually is a great place to play. They really like music there. Uh, and they love the blues. They do. Oh, they big do. Time. And there's a there's a and strong beer. blues community there. And Howard Lutke's out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. like beer. Yeah, they love beer up there. They do. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, uh, so you know, and there are some festivals up in, up in the North Country. I play up in. Well, we were we were at Duluth. I've done Bayfront. Uh, I mean, that's what sixty five to eighty five thousand, depending on the year. And I've been up there. Good Lord, that's a lot of people. It is. That's down. Last year it was down to about forty five. And, uh, Somebody jacked the ticket festival. prices, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bernard Allison headlined it on Sunday last year. Friend of ours. Anyway, uh, 
We were up there, and, and a big shout-out to Bernard, by the way, if you're listening, or Dylan Selfer, if you're out there. I think I think they just got back. They were over in Germany, Switzerland, or something like yeah, that. I yeah. think they just got back. So hello to you guys. Welcome home. And uh, anyway, uh, with Bayfront, uh, we were lost one day. We went up there, and we were going to go out of town. And I, we stopped at this little uh, restaurant, got a bite to eat. We're sitting there, and the guy says, hey, you might want to look at this. Of course, he recognized me because of the whiskers, you know. And, and sure enough, they had me on the front page of the news in the Bayfront Blues Festival. Oh, wow. And I was on it, and I'm like, wow. And it wasn't a wanted poster. I, no, <laughs> I know. It. I was on the front page of the news, and I wasn't, it wasn't in the cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> with, that, with that look, you know. Yeah, right. So I says, wow, that's pretty. So we're, you know, we're all kind of whipped up about that and i said come on let's go out there we gotta get some white fish before we some smoked fish before we had oh out here. lord yes i've had that too and oh, that's why we Jesus. you know we we're we we're up there so was, yeah right out of town just a little ways you'll see it just as you go out of superior we were out of superior about an hour and a half before we realized we passed by superior <laughs> it was, we were just talking about the festival and the, and the picture and i mean that was one of the first years we'd played up there so we pulled into this little bar i said man i'm hungry i'm gonna get a burger and a beer so we pulled in and started talking with these folks dropped off a a couple cds to this day i play in that place really i go up there they call they they i made it so that i booked several other shows around it because they really couldn't afford us so i said listen what can you afford here's what we're going to do so what they do is they roll out the carpet for us or basically roll up everything that's breakable <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are dangerous. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So we roll in there, and uh, and they have their their garages all set up with bunk beds. All the people that come in there, if they get too trashed, they stay in their garage. They heat it in the wintertime, cool it in the summer. It's really nice, you know. And and we we still play up there. When I get up there around the festival area, and that's the way it is way up north, because they don't – a lot of people just don't go way up there. You know, uh, you get a lot of people that are up there for – recreational purposes sure. riding, snowmobiling i understand you don't have too many snowmobiles down here no <laughs> pam told me i couldn't buy one down here no no that's an imported product is what that is yeah. and they'll turn it into something else i mean it's kind of what that is no. uh, they're too damn fast now for treadmills <laughs> oh god yes no it's memphis is the one thing a lot of artists that come here like the like the geographic location of the country. Oh yeah, because it's easy to get back out yeah. and and to go travel and, and and to get back. Even though you'll move here, doesn't mean you're not going to stop playing up there. Right, right. And elsewhere, actually, I mean, it was difficult for us to leave the Twin Cities and go down to Dallas and play. And when you, you had mentioned earlier, it was what five and a half hours or something, something. like that. Yeah, for depending me, on how you drive. Yeah. So and, you know, to us and. That was a turn and burn. We'd go do that show and come back home that night. We wouldn't even stay. I mean, five hours on the road, you get there. So it's a long day, but at the end of the day, you're back home and you're starting over. You're back to another show. Sure. And that's what we did. And uh, so running to Dallas and back would be, you know, it's. I mean, shit, Little Rock is like two and a half, three hours from here. Yeah. You know, and it's. Yeah, and I can't wait to get settled in and get these guys up on steps so we can there, go. There is a, I think it's called Midtown Billiards in Little Rock. I think is the name of the place. They they start at eleven o'clock at night, or midnight, and they go to like four in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of Memphis acts that go there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they go over there and they play, and they'll turn it they'll turn and burn. They're they're back here about nine o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah. romance by dawn. <laughs> romance by dawn. Although in Arkansas, romance is a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to break it break it before the church is uh, set up. So uh, so such as it is. Uh, I was surprised at how many people were out this morning. <laughs> I I didn't know people got up that early anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Memphis is a 24-hour town. Yeah, it is. It really is. It doesn't sleep. It's the biggest small town you'll ever live in. No doubt. We walked in. I was playing in a church this morning with Donna and Doc. They're here with us tonight. And uh, lo and behold, uh, we get in there, and the sound guy shows up, and it's one of Pam's friends, Steve. He's yeah. a drummer. Oh, yeah. Steve's last name? Steve Turry. Steve Turry. Oh, yeah. Steve shows up. And uh, and I thought, well, no way. And I thought, what are the chances? Well, it's Memphis. It's Memphis. <laughs> chances are good. That's a small town. That it is, you know. And you know, you you wind up in a fender bender here, and you'll probably know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you'll get shot. Heck of a way to meet him. Yeah, yeah that's the way it works. It's kind of how that works here. Uh, coming up in a bit here, Dave. We're gonna we're gonna hear some more from you guys. All right. Uh, and, and just, but but right now though, uh, Mark, if you're ready, are you uh, you ready to come up? Uh, our friend Mark Caldwell from the Memphis Blues Society is Yay. here. Um, he has, uh, he, you know, every week we'd like to bring you a little bit of news about this time of the night. And tonight we're we're giving away something. Yes, exactly. Um, there's uh, there's 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 saying you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, but not tonight, kids. No, um, that's the last thing I'm going to do. But yeah, what we're going to do is the the Memphis Blue Society. We're uh, we're working with uh, George Thorgo's management and Graceland Soundstage, and they have given the Memphis Blue Society a set of uh, meet and greet passes and concert tickets for George Thorgood next Saturday at Graceland Soundstage. So we're going to get. Can to you that get them down here next week? I mean, we have to, you know. we're we're working on it. Okay, <laughs> I'm just asking. I, I know. I know. <laughs> George owes, yeah. he owes me like twenty bucks. I mean, yeah. it'd be great if you brought it in. Yeah, yeah but the, yeah, this is a this is some of the benefits that we offer Memphis Blue Society members. Cool. So anyway, uh, but a couple things. Um, last night we had uh, the Memphis Blue Society. We had every year we're trying to do an annual benefit for the Memphis Blue Society, and then another benefit for what we call our Papa Don McMinn Musician Fund. Right, right, right. And we'll do that later this year. Anyway, last night at Neal's, we had our Memphis Blue Society uh, benefit, jam, and silent auction. And um, I just want to thank everyone that helped, uh, you know, that was a part of that. I heard it was a big uh, night. It was an interesting night because of the weather, too. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's yeah. It got yeah, a little noisy out there, yeah. Yeah. But I want to thank Pope. Uh, yeah, Chad Pope and his trio played. Um, and Daddy Mac Blues Band, they were, mm-hmm. they were kind of our feature band. So I just want to thank all of them for playing. Uh, then all of the jammers that showed up after that, that was good. But uh, we had a silent auction, you know, tip bucket, you know, all the cover that was collected at the door, all, everything goes to the Memphis Blue Society. So we just want to thank, I, you know, I just want to thank everyone that was a part of that. Um, <laughs> we did have an interesting situation last night. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, at a jam, you need, Somebody you need every member of the ba- you need every instrument yep. of the band to have a jam. Right. So, um I kept looking all night, you know, and uh, Daddy Mac was playing, and there was not a drummer in the house except for Charles <laughs> what Gage. What the hell? Except for Charles Gage, really? who was a drummer for Daddy Mac. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Charles, <laughs> did he get stuck behind the drums? Well, he got stuck. Well, the problem is, you know, it's raining. Yeah. So I, I went to Facebook and kind of did an all points bulletin for some drummers to show up. So, but uh, Brian Wells came in about uh, about nine. No, about 10 o'clock. 
Oh, Brian's so, the man. Yeah, so uh, he's that awesome. was wonderful. Yeah, so yeah. Brian came in. Anyway, Charles was wonderful. He played it. That he he did the jam until Brian came in. So, but uh, it was just a great night of music. I just want to thank everyone again for being a part of that. Um, we had a good sign auction. Yeah, it worked out real good. I, I heard about one of the pieces. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had the Overton the the Overton Square old parking sign that we had acquired, and and it turned a couple of bucks. Yeah, and you know there's some history in that sign, Ooh. and I think that's why it went well. Yeah, well, you know? yeah. So I, mean, I think it was yeah. I think it was knocked down by Hurricane Elvis. I think. But I mean that that's that's the original logo or probably yeah. the 70s or 80s. Yeah, you know? oh, it's been so, around forever. Yeah, and I mean, the way this, the, the paint peeled on it and oh, it's, but I mean this sign was bigger than this table and we had it hoisted over one of the <laughs> one of the tables at the side. Did anybody auction. get any tetanus shots as a result of it handling was that thing? Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's made out of it was sheet steel and we it had, had some we sharp had, edges. Yeah, on we it. had band aids there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was not a problem. There was plenty of alcohol. Plenty of alcohol. Oh, there we go. One Sounds right. Air, just yeah. soak it in this. It'll be good. It'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, that that actually was one of the primo part. You know, primo. Well, good. I'm glad that works out. It yeah. did. It worked out good. That's so, good. So I wanted to you. see it go to a good home because it was yeah. just hiding in here. And yeah, it was, that yeah. worked out good. But but anyway, thank you everyone again. I just want you know for everyone that came uh, to help support the Memphis Blues Society last night. Yeah. Um, I want to go over just a couple things. Um, I'm not going to go over the calendar. If you know a lot of the musicians in the Memphis Blue Society, I kind of work with them, ask them every month to send me their schedules. That's what I kind of go over every uh, when we're t- you know about ten o'clock every uh, Sunday night here on the show. Um, if you want to go see that schedule, uh, go to the MemphisBlueSociety.com. I'm going to just go over some quick highlights on that, but sure. the entire calendar is posted on our website. So go to MemphisBlueSociety.com Bookmark and it. look for the gig and event calendar up on that page. So that's where everyone's at. So, um, But, no, what I wanted to mention is um, we last late fall, we had a benefit for Herman Green, mm-hmm. and which I'll say that was – that is the most successful benefit that we have ever had. I was there for that. I, I can you testify. That, I, I, I saw um, something there that I don't know will ever be repeated. It was just, um, it was a beautiful night. It, it was so cool. So many people were there for this thing. Um, what was so cool is there were so many musicians there, and you don't have a chance to for those musicians to get together, but... You know, there, it was a special night for Herman. The stars lined up and specifically yeah, for that it, night. It was, it was, it was wonderful. I love Herman. Yeah, so great guy. I, I'll tell you that was that has been our most successful benefit. There were there were a hundred musicians great. there. I think it's about right, in and out. Uh, oh yeah, easily, easily. Oh yeah. And these are people that not just played with the man, but had known about him and was was were fans of him, and they all wanted to, to jam. And well, I mean, he, Herman is a part of Memphis music heritage. I mean, you can't you can't it's have the Memphis music and jazz without, and rock without Herman, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. Every, all the musicians came in and the fans, and um, well, okay, Herman, he's still having health issues. Sure. Yeah. So there is a Herman Green benefit number two. It's going to occur over at the Rail Garden. This is ne- uh, in two Tuesdays, Tuesday, April 16th. Central and Cooper. So, um, yeah, I just want to mention that to everybody. We have stuff. That we will mention that more in some newsletters with the Memphis Blues Society. When is Facebook it again? Post. Tuesday, April 16th. April 16th. Well, that's a yeah. uh, week after next. Yeah, a uh, week well, and a half about. Yeah. So, I just want to encourage everyone to come out there. That's going to be a good time. That's a fun room. Too. $10, uh, $10 contribution at the door. Um Great music that night. So, and we'll talk more about it next oh, time yeah. as well too. Oh, so yeah. that'll be a good time. Oh, absolutely. 
And thanks to the guys at the Rail Garden for putting that on. That's, yeah, that's, so that's, that's going to be good. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. And it's a Tuesday night. I think that's going to be good for yeah. a lot of musicians. They might not have a gig that night, so that'll be a good time right. as well. So, so I think that'll be good. Um, I, if, if I could, I did want to go ahead and go over the uh, little contest that we had. Yeah, you guys had set up something uh, with Graceland Live, yeah, right? It was real nice because the uh, George Slargo's management approached the Memphis Blue Society, and we're kind of co-promoting. They gave us some cool things for our silent auction last night. Well, that was nice of them. And also yeah. they have donated a pair of meet-and-greet passes uh, and tickets for the show. Again, this is, uh, this is actually next Saturday, April 13th, mm-hmm. at Graceland Soundstage. Um, this was open to all Memphis Blue Society members. You know, this is one of the little benefits that we have for Blue Society members. So, sure. sure. Um, what we did is we asked the members to just send in their name and email or phone number. And also last night, some of the members, they put their name in the hat for the, uh, for the, for the tickets. But um, who would like to have the honors for this? Um, I think Dave like should do, uh, Dave? Re- I'd love to do, reach into the can okay. there. And, here's, and, uh, yeah, here's. What do you got in there? A marble? I, no, this is all the names. Someone's testicles? I mean, <laughs> I know, man. Ooh, I hope anyway, Dave, thank you guys so much for coming tonight. Oh, so thanks for having me. You can me. have the honors. I, uh, I, I'd be, that'd be great. Just reach in there and pull out one of them yeah, things. Yeah, the winner will get uh, a pair of meet and greet passes for George Thorogan. Do, do we need to call him up while we're here? Uh, it's probably kind of late. I don't know. I don't want to wake anybody yeah, up. Yeah, we will call him. Try that one. Yeah. Oh, you can go ahead. All right. Uh, oh, all right. Dave, I got yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I'm not bad. This is cool. This is cool. There's nobody on this one. I guess it defaults <laughs> to me. It looks like Richard Smith. Richard is a wonderful volunteer for the Memphis Blue Richard Society, Smith. So, Richard yeah. Smith is going to go spend some time with George yeah, Thorogood so and, congratulations, the, Richard. and the Destroyers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Richard, we will give you a call, but you will get a pair of meet-and-greet passes and a pair of tickets to see George Thorogood on Saturday the 13th. That's a fun show. We'll give you a call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George Ooh, puts on good. a show. He doesn't uh, f around. I mean, he, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll so. be big. Congratulations, Richard. This could be a good time. So I will do. We will give you a call there, Richard. Okay, thank you. Absolutely, Mark. Thank you so very much uh, for for bringing uh, Dave in yeah, tonight. Thank and uh, thank you, know. you, Mark. Thanks, thanks to the Memphis Blues Society as well. Uh, you guys have done so much for me. I'm not even here yet, and you guys have reached out and done so much. For me, I, I can't thank you enough. Well, it's it's Dave in the washcloths tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's been a hell of a show so far. Dave uh, and the no names. Dave and the no names. Dave and the no names. Next week, are we? Are do we? Are we booked next week? I, 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 the calendar's blocked, but yeah. uh, that's I, all right. It's not. It's not that yeah. big a deal. But I, there'll no, be something booked. happening in here. And there was talk because Suavo uh, was out in the in the big room a little while no, ago. No, Ghost Town has not been here for quite some time. They're playing uh, at Huey's tonight for another two hours. Yeah, so, so you know, I talked to Suavo. We need to. Right across the street. Oh. Yeah, that yeah was that's why he down. was on a break, if you can believe it. They came oh, over wow. and went back, yeah. And they were like, wow. hey, we're going to pop in and say, hey. So, uh, yeah, Leslie brought Suavo in here, and uh, so they're, they're, they're in town. Yeah, I, I, told, I told Leslie, I said, you know, I think we have an opening on, uh, I think, Easter Sunday. I think we're still open. Or we are, are we? booked all through May, uh, May April, but uh, we have nothing on Easter Sunday. So it's I said, it's if, y'all want, if y'all want Easter Sunday, exactly. come on and have it. It'll, exactly. be, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. Well, Mark, thank you so very much. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Dave Mark. And everybody. Thank you so much, Rick. Uh, just everything for the Mep- uh, Radio Memphis. So well, thank you. you. Thank you very much. I, pr- I appreciate it. We'll pause. Uh, we'll be back. We've got uh, we've got more live music here in just a bit with uh, with Dave and the Garbage Men uh, that is coming up just out of the break. Uh, so uh, so stick around. We got to check if you're one of them's going to stick sooner. Or I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> you know. Je- that's how Jethro Tull happened. You know that, don't you? Is that right? Jethro Tull, as a band, 
played everywhere in England, and they were so bad, they had to change their name to keep getting gigs. <laughs> <laughs> and and they 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 were literally in an encyclopedia, like the and they came, already. they came across the words Jethro Tull, who was the inventor of the British form of the cotton gin, and that's when the band gelled and it hit, and they got stuck with that name. And Ian Anderson to this day says, "We fucked up." <laughs> I picked up a CD and named one of our bands. It just happened to be Janis Joplin's "Cheap Thrills," so we called ourselves "Cheap Thrills." Cheap Thrills, yeah, yeah. Thrills. <laughs> and and that works. So you know, just be careful how you name yourself. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, kids. Uh, coming up out of the break, it's Dave and the Shoplifters. It's all happening up next. Well, hey, Donna is here. She's here early for the show tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna camp out. What the hell, uh, you know. I brought my lantern and my lunch. You're like 11 hours early. I, I know. I got excited. Hey, well, you know, it was Dave Lambert. You know, I know he's rock. And I even wear, uh, I even wore my Dave Lambert earrings. So. I see that. Yeah. You know, I like him. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Hey, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Butch Mudbone. I know, I know. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I love him. He's Butch great. is awesome. And I haven't had him on this show. I've had him on other ones, but he's he's awesome. He has the best stories. Last time he was here, he said, uh, you need to come to my powwow. I know. Did, has he done that to you? Yes. He's going to take you into, into the sweat tent, he's and then he's going to give you the peyote thing. And the, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I think I'm okay. And, of course, Jeff was sitting here. He goes, hell yeah, let's go. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Let's go. Let's do this stuff. And I, I said, don't you like, you know, barf and stuff? And he goes, yeah, it's all part of it. And they make you sweat. Well, it's supposed like, to be you see your spirit cleansing. animal. Yeah. Uh-huh. See where your future's going. My spirit animal's Pretty an crazy. alligator. I already know what it was. And you know he wins all these dance contests too with oh, the, yeah. the Indian dancing. He's amazing. He is. And and I tell you what I what I really love about Butch is that he gets involved in the Native American he communities does. here in this country and he was there up for the the pipeline arguments That's and, right. and whatnot. And his wife, Caroline, and his daughter, they're all very, very active. Yeah, all very active. They're sweet people. They and, are. And Salt I'm, of I'm, the I'm thrilled about having them, you know, that you're bringing them Good. in here. So, yeah. yeah More than who I had. <laughs> well, it, it happens. My bad. <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all right. Uh, but we got Dave Lambert and the Recyclers here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. tonight, uh, you know. Oh, I thought it was Dave Lambert and the Prophylactics. <laughs> the Prophylactics could work. Yeah, they, they, they could work out pretty well. This keeps changing. <laughs> Yeah, the night is the night I like is, uh, Damn so. Pam and the Dammits, though. That's just too cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's your side, man. I tell you, I tell you what, it is. It has been an absolute thrill to have you guys in here in the studio, and uh, I hate that you're having to go back because it's going to be like six months before you come back into Memphis. Maybe, no. maybe not. No, yeah. it won't you be never that know. long. I get home and run out of run out of stuff to do. I can run back up there in September and take care of my. And if Pam is here, I might come down and sweat with you other some. Uh, please do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, come on down. There's, there's plenty of room for everybody in the boat. That's how that exactly. works. Exactly. Uh, but we uh, we've got some time here, and uh, and uh, well, hell, we've got uh, we've got a good uh, twenty minutes with you. you know? Woo-hoo! So. Woo-hoo! You, more music. I got. I've got to take. I got to take a minute here to mention the Reverend guitar that that you play. Yeah. Um, there's a. You have a couple of them that you brought down tonight, and you let me play that one. Uh, that that red one there, and it is a gorgeous guitar. It Thank feels you. wonderful on the hands. It's a brilliant guitar. Yep. I tell you, uh, Joe Naylor and Ken Haas. Ken was the uh, one that helped me get, get my artist endorsement with them, and uh, this is a bayonet 
RA90, mm-hmm. and the guitar is killer. I've I've been playing this more than anything, and I I own a handful of their guitars because they make it easy for me to get them. Sure, and sure. Uh, but I'm quick to put them in other players' hands because I I think they're the cat's meow. Tommy Stillwell loved them. Tommy, he he wanted to take it. I almost lost it. <laughs> you might do the same thing. I, I <laughs> it's 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 such a smooth neck. Um, it's a lightweight guitar for what it does. You know, it feels like it's it a is, hollow body guitar, but they, it's not. It's, they make them out of a, a. It's a a Korean. It's a Karina. It's sort of like a Korean mahogany. And yeah. It's a lightwood, but it's excellent tone. Excellent tone wood. And uh, how did you find them, or did they find you? I actually bought the baritone first. I went out and bought it, and I liked it, so I contacted. I remember them. you had the baritone down here once, yeah. and I said, yeah. "Yep." And I said, uh, "Can I, uh, can I uh, uh, talk to you about an endorsement?" And he says, "Well," and they said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Let us get back to you." And so I sent him some links, some uh, some itinerary stuff where we'd been playing and what we've been doing. Of course, we were touring a lot then. And they said absolutely. You know, they, next thing I knew, I had an artist endorsement. So that's and great. And I've got a handful of them. I mean, they're not the only company, but they're they're the only guitar company I have right now. They're kind. Of, are they kind of a mom and pop type of outfit? Uh, well, or are they a, a guys, little bit bigger? A couple three guys that have, are pretty much heading the whole thing up, and they're all made in Korea. But they're not. They don't have any plans on changing their factory because they do excellent work. Yeah. And all the guitars I've received from them have been stellar. Just I, I, over it the sounds top brilliant. It's pretty. Yeah, the tone yep. on it is wonderful. Yep, they got they did some really cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> that baritone just just sings. Uh, I've got a twelve string from them. I've got really uh, a handful of uh, twelve string acoustic. It's an electric, but the beauty of that guitar is they've redesigned. They came up with a bridge, or found somebody that came up with a bridge where all twelve strings are are adjustable so you can set the intonation on all of them so you can play all the way up the neck and inherently so it has 12, 12 saddles on it yes wow. that's incredible and, but they're all in the same little space as a normal six string kind of a little bit wider because it's 12 string but not much how intricate and yeah. uh it's a beautiful playing guitar uh the guy i'm staying with shout out to hollywood guy acre he uh hollywood what's hey, up guy. brother yeah he he's out <laughs> he uh He's he's already commandeered that thing, and it's either that one or this one. He likes the bayonet too. He's, just, <laughs> and he's got a Fender, a brand new Fender Tele. He says, "You'd look good with a Tele." Want trade? And he keeps working on me. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had mentioned earlier that there's 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 a fair number of luthiers here in Memphis, yes. you know, for obvious reasons. Yes, and you met a couple of them already. So. I did, I did. I met a couple, and I couldn't tell you the names right now. I've met That's so many fine, people. Yeah. I can't, I barely remember my name right now, but. Um, yeah, I went over and we checked out a guy that, in fact, I think he built the, the guitar that's in, hanging in your Oh, uh, Oh, studio. Kevin Butts. Yeah, uh, the Kevin, killer, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, the I killer met a yeah. real nice guy. We talked yeah. with him for a while. I played some of his stuff. And then uh, I met another gentleman uh, out at one of the blues jams with uh, Brad Webb. And I can't think of I his. wonder if he's the one that has the guitar spa over there on. Um, what would his name on be? Broad, I can tell you if uh, I heard his name. Uh, everybody just went, what? Yeah. <laughs> See, it's contagious. Yeah, it happens. Who is Kevin Furrier? Kevin Butts makes... No, okay. There's a Kevin Furrier. Kevin Furrier? Furrier. That, yeah, that may be him I over over the at guitar spa. the guitar yeah. spa. Yeah. And, you know, in the guitar spa, I've heard nothing but great things about where people... He's nice. They literally 
drop their guitars off. It's a day at the spa type of thing. They get a complete setup, oh new strings, everything. Yeah. And the guy looks at it. He he'll, he'll give you an honest opinion on your neck or where your frets are standing. You know, you know. Do you need to have this done? That done. Mine are all all in need of help. I I, I built guitars for about fifteen years. It's Did like you really? Shi- yes, I shipped I them internet. That. That's how I got hooked up with uh well with Brixton. That's how I got into playing slide. Which is, you know, there's a story after story after story here. But, sure. Um, uh, yeah, I. I uh, so needless to say, the shoemaker's kids has no shoes. I don't even work on my own guitars if I don't have to anymore. Well, hell no. I can't. I, I hate doing it. I'm burned out on it. But, but oh, I you want to do just it. play? Yeah, that's it. I want to well, play. That's all well. I want to play. She does it? Yeah. Well, that's not all I want to do. But hey, 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 hey. this is hey, that hey. kind of show, man. This is a G show. No, it's, no, it's not. There's no G. The show fuck are you talking here. about, Donna? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Holy oh, cow! Oh, wow! I don't think I've ever said that word. <laughs> wow! And we recorded it too. That's the that's the beauty. Lord, did somebody fill your full of fireballs? Yeah, I told you I can't drink. Oh my god. We need to have you drinking more often. Oh god. And Doc is over there beaming with pride, and I was like, "That's my wife. That's that's my wife." Oh. I tell you what, though, let's let's hear that bayonet. Let's uh, let's yeah. let's turn it loose here for All right. a minute here. What yeah, you let's do that. We'll do we'll do something that's explicitly for Memphis. That's a barbecue song. Oh, oh, oh I know this song. Yes, I know. Can't lose.
summer comes in Minnesota, nothing like down here in Memphis. We got about three months to get it all in. So first thing, before they even clear the salt off the roads, they'll be rolling those grills on the garages. They'll be climbing into that backyard and they won't come back in until the summer's over. And they do the same thing you do down here. They eat barbecue and all the stuff that goes with it. Let me tell you, I got barbecue ribs, coleslaw on the side, pit fries and okra. I can't tell no lie. Cajun shrimp, Cajun shrimp and stew. They're staying up all night, baby, smoking just for you. I said, order up. Give me dinner on a plate. in the parking lot just before we came down here and they just did a you know, killer it, job. That didn't suck at all. I, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> I am impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Memphis, Dave. No, you know? no doubt. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm pulling the best out of here. Let's just tie him to a tree and keep him here. <laughs> it's Dave Lambert and the infection, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's something else. That's special. Yeah. Art Dave Lambert and the Cure. Yeah, and the Cure. Well, well, the, the Cure has already been taken, oh, so you know. Right. So we, we're having it. We're, we're trying to name the band tonight. That name's out there. It's just eluding us tonight. Oh, it'll find you. It'll. You know, I'm having <laughs> yeah. some fun with it, nonetheless. Yeah, hey, uh, tell me about uh, the little technoc here. Uh, uh, tell me about this uh, this pedal board that you got going down here because you've got some you got some pretty interesting stuff. Well, you're the only one that I know that's got the holy guacamole. Uh, wall, yeah, uh, the wah pedal down there, and that's a that's a special pedal. Though. It is. It's way special. It's got hand wound inductors on it, and it's set up. There's two circuits in it. One's for a single coil pickups, and one's for dual coil pickups. 
which are humbuckers, so like right. Gibson Les Paul or something, yeah. and the other ones, of course, for Strats or Tellys or something like that, and it makes a difference on the voicing of the pedal. The be- the cool thing about it is it's got a it's got a little switch in between it where you can run both of them at the same time, which is just unusual. I've never used it. It's just too far out there for me. It's like, well, I got to find something that'll fit in because nobody else will have the sound. It's cool, but they're made in uh, I want to say Norway. Uh, oh yeah, yeah and uh, yeah. and they're the guy quit making them. He, he really he, he just got tired of shipping and doing stuff overseas, and I think he still Loser. I think he still does them <laughs> yeah, really. and takes care of them. But I don't. But there you can't get one now, and even when you could, they're they're not cheap. I well, mean, yeah, to be they fair, they're labor intensive to make those. things. Well, yeah. that yeah, everything's handmade, hand wound, and, and I just liked it because I love that bright color green. <laughs> So well, I bought, <laughs> bought it for the green. So uh, I got it. But who I gives a shit one. what it sounds like? I love the color. Yeah, I, right. Uh, exactly. The color's nice. I hope it sounds good. But you're right, though. I mean, because because I've, because I've, I've watched you play a little bit tonight, and there's all sorts of tones that are coming oh. out of that thing that are delicious. Yeah, yeah. With the pardon the pun, but yep, you know. right. They are. It's um, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I like guacamole like the Lexus. Yeah. Yep. But, and then I, I've got some other pedals on there. A, a friend of mine makes pedals up in Duluth, and uh, um, he uh, I tried to buy his original board that he made. He wouldn't sell it. I said, well, give me the earliest pedals you got. And I got some of his early pedals. I'm endorsed by them. I've got a cast engine, engineering d- endorsement, Henretic uh, pedals. Uh, there's like three or four pedal companies that uh, have given me endorsements. You know, a lot of blues guys tend to run barefoot through a lot of things. I got to tell you. They just plug in and go. But you're one of the, the only one of the few blues players, a guitar that will. Hey, let me let me let me have this sound. Let me let me uh, have this pedal thing. And, and well, that's yeah, like that. that's something that, that I've done, I guess, over the years. But uh, the truth is, uh, this is the first time I've pulled it out since I've been in Memphis. Slept <laughs> <laughs> it ten thousand miles across the globe. I did. I did. Then, I, it's know. in a road case. I'm not too worried about it. It's done lots of miles before. But it's it's not used to not seeing daylight like this. Right. <laughs> there ain't no daylight down in here, brother. I tell you that. No, I'm glad you have so, it though. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little rig. Um, and, there, and I've got some really, you know, some normal stuff in there that people see. I mean, the tuner is pretty generic, uh, boss tuner, and some different things. But yeah, it's a fun pedal board. I, I've got a couple things that are not on it right now. I I have a Leslie pedal that I use instead of hauling a Leslie around. Leslie actually designed the pedal mm-hmm. that has a stereo output, and it's just like if you ran a real st- Leslie, the the top horn would spin at a different rate than the bottom horn. So it emulates that. So yeah, exactly, and it sounds just like it. And you you can just dial in which cabinet you want. They have different cabinets. Really, you can adjust how fast it spins up, how fast it spins down, how far it spins up. How far it spins down, what and, a sexy and if you run piece a stereo, rig, that is. It's, it's fun when you're running a stereo rig. Delicious and sexy. It is. You know me, Donna. I know you. <laughs> it, it is sexy. Right. Again, it's not cheap, but it, it you get what you pay for on this one. Well, Plus, sure. you don't have to lug around that big old Leslie, which you need. You know, oh, yeah. that, <laughs> a three hundred pound Leslie is going to go with room for more guitars. Sure, you can just emulate and it right you need here. Room for more guitars. Tell them how many guitars you brought with you to Memphis. I don't know, thirty maybe. I don't know, oh, roughly. I it was 40. <laughs> no, no. Hollywood's got a few of them over there. He, and so we, we got probably 40 in the house, and they're in every every room. I wake up, roll over, grab a guitar. Unless, of course, I have to run to the bathroom real fast. And then like I, there's only like three or four in there, you know. And they're like a piece of tape on every one of them with a... 
with what it is? What? Is it tape on every one of the guitars? Oh, yeah, they're, ta- um, yeah, they're taped <laughs> up because every once in a while I'll get a guitar guy and he says, well, how do you want this tune? So I just, I taped it. I put a little chunk of tape on the headstock and, and put the tunings on them. So anybody can tune it now. Right, it's like, right, right. you know, so and plus somebody, you know, if they grab it, they won't try to tune it, rechange it. Usually they won't. I've had guys do that with that baritone, start cranking it up to an E. Well, it's made to be tuned to a B naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a week trying to put that thing back together after somebody tried to tune it. It's like, oh, man. There was there was a sit up and they'll they'll hit it about twice and they'll look at that and there's no frets on it and they're like what the hell am I supposed to do with it and they'll set it right back down. (laughs) (laughs) There was there was a relatively famous story about um, um, uh, oh oh, Jesus his name just escaped me Uh, he passed away not long ago Uh, the Wolfman Um, oh yeah. yeah. Um, he he played in a very famous open tuning that nobody could figure out. Interesting. And yeah. I don't know what Robert that Bel- Robert Belfort. And oh, Robert! Yeah, yeah, he tuned way down. Yeah, he, to a C or C It was it was really really bizarre. And idea. apparently, <laughs> at a show, he he blew out a string. And I think it was was it Eric Hughes? I think it was or Brad Webb. One of the two. I think it was Brad. Brad handed him a guitar. He handed him his guitar and said, "Go to this. We'll, you know, we'll get, the, we'll, we'll keep the show going." So, Wolfman tunes, <laughs> tunes his guitar, and at the end of the set, Brad is right there and he grabs the guitar back and he goes, "I got it back. It's okay, buddy. You know, we got." And he puts to find his, out what the tuning was. He put it in his case and you know <laughs> off he went. He goes, "I get home and I find out that it's that it's open G down like you know two and a half steps." Oh my! And Robert yeah, was supposed he was supposed to play at one of the first Bonafide Blues festivals and he had passed away like a couple of months before it happened. And wow. um at that same time Brad was being presented with his brass note on Beale Street, so he decides to out the tuning at this at this whole thing and he goes Wolfman would never tell you what the tuning was, but I know exactly what it is and he gave it out. Oh, oh. And it was a brilliant, beautiful moment because every guitar player goes, oh, that makes perfect sense at this, <laughs> at, the, at, at this point. Because that was sort of the poor man's copyright, you know, if you think about it. Yeah, that's, so that's Brad. That's, that's Brad. Brad. Yeah, that's Brad. Brad. He'll call it. That to himself. Yeah. That would have been I, his deal. <laughs> I took Wolfman to, uh, to be on Live at Nine one morning, and they always do a sound check. And he was a really dear friend of mine. And... and they say, we need to do a sound check with you. And he goes, nope. And they said, well, we've got to do this before we go on TV. And he said, nope. nope. And they said, but you, no disrespect, but we have to do this. This is a requirement. He said, son, do you know who I am? And he said, I've never had to do a sound check. I know exactly what I'm doing. And he said, well, this is for us. And he said, if you can't follow me, you don't need to have a TV show. And he said, I'm fine, and I'm walking. And he walks over, and he sits down next to me, and he said, let him come say something else to me. But they didn't. They just put him on just like he was. But yeah, well, funny. we we had – there's there's sort of an internally famous story here at Radio Memphis about having Wolfman on this show. And he was he was going to do it, but we had to pay him $1,000. I know. Yeah. He likes and the money. So yeah. we called him the $1,000 man. 
and we passed on it for obvious reasons, and 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 then he passed away right thereafter, and I and I jokingly turned to Jeff Janowitz and went, "See, you killed Wolfman." I mean, what the hell? <laughs> we went to oh, see man. we went to see him like a week before he died, and we were at his house, and he just kept saying, "Don't go yet," and. We sat there because the, the woman that was living with him was his wife's sister, and she right. had moved away, and he was lonely. And he said, just sit and talk to me a little while. So we sat a little bit longer, and it was pouring down. And I said, we really got to go. And I think it was like three days later, he was really, really sick, mm-hmm. and he died in under a week. And we just keep thinking, you know, if we'd stay longer. If we'd just stay longer, he'd longer, still be alive. You know, See, Donna, like, goddammit, you should have just know, stayed there with him and brought him some cheeseburgers, and it would have been so Okay. <laughs> Oh, it was Doc's fault. <laughs> That's it. Pass the buck. Leave him out of this. He, he had afraid. nothing he to do with that. Melt in the rain. Blame oh. it on somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Lambert and the Troublemakers are here in the studio, and um, oh, now we're getting close. We're getting close. That now. one's that one's not too bad. Uh, we got time for for, for the closer. Um, oh, can't push the river. One, four, five, and he. We'll do that. One, four, five, and like, like Jeff needs to know what key is in. Oh, yeah. Jeff was who I was worried about, actually. I, he, he, I've heard some of the notes he's been playing tonight. <laughs> he's a good drummer. He's been dead he's on He's awesome. Tonight. I am privileged a... to have these two with me tonight. Thank you, you both. You Thank you both. Yeah. You might not hear my notes because I'm going to turn my crap down. I don't know, this <laughs> I don't know Pam. <laughs> Sorry. Pam, you've been in the pocket all night tonight, baby. It's, she uh, has. This, this, is, this is good stuff. So, uh, I learned fun. one in the parking lot. I didn't learn the other. <laughs> no, we're going to wing it on this one, but that's all right. So, uh, so how, how you want to close it out, my friend? Let's do that. Can't push the river. This is a song that I wrote, and but uh, it was I, on the... I live on the I live up in the northern delta up there around Minneapolis. <laughs> the northern I used delta. To. I'm actually moving down here now. Yeah, the northern northern delta. delta. That would be Memphis. Let's uh, <laughs> keep that score. Uh, oh no, not. Not, not, not two, you got to come up and see it. But that was Brother, Son, Sister, Moon, though. It I was, mean, yeah. it was. But I wrote the song, we recorded it. I still play it, and uh, just because I like the song, so we're going we're gonna to do it. Okay, you know? cool. And it, it's is it's, it one of the songs that's matured now? Also? It is. It has because all of your music really does it really change. Does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff is like matured. What? I just learned the fucking thing. Oh, I haven't learned it yet. We're gonna learn it right here. Oh, we're gonna learn it right here. Yeah, we, it's real simple. <laughs> It's real simple. We don't know what we want, but we want it right now.
some things you just can't control There are some things you just can't control You can't push the river, you got to know when to let go Someone sit right down here, gonna watch that river run I'm gonna sit right down here, I'm gonna watch that river run Gonna watch for this day to end, where the new one's just begun a river, you can't push a stream, can't push the river, you can't push a stream, you can't choose your own color, you can't choose what you dream, alright, stay on the one now, can't push a river, can't push a river, can't push a river, can't push a river. Yeah, yeah, pulled a fast one on you. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, now it's growing. Yeah, now it's growing. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the growth comes from. <laughs> That's how they make better airplanes. Somebody dies first. Stop. <laughs> All right. Hey, we got a couple of minutes. You want to? You want to? You want to? You want to squeeze one more in? I don't know if we got one more. Uh, what do you mean you don't yeah, have one more? more. Yeah, that's all right. No, we yeah. can we can kill it here. Oh, here we go. Look out! What letter are we in? Hey, what letter are we in? It's an R, Pam. It's an R. Down on 56 and Wabashaw Meet me in the morning Down on 56 and Wabashaw By the time the snow begin to fall They say the darkest hour Is always right before the dawn Say the darkest hour 
always right before the dawn Honey, you couldn't tell about me, no, sir Every day has been dark since you've been gone Hear the rooster crowing You know there must be something on his mind Hear the rooster crowing Must be something on that poor little bird's mind Sometimes I feel like that rooster Lord, when you treat me so unkind
that sunset, baby You know it sinks just like an old ship That sunset, baby. Lord is sinking just like an old ship. Feels like my heart. Every time, every time you kiss my lips. In the morning Down on 56 and Wabashaw Meet me in the morning Down on 56 56 and Wabashaw Begin to fall. Meet me in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit! Wow, that was, that was, that, that was incredible. You save that for the end. I tell you what, that's the closer right there. Like, zero, <laughs> one. Y'all yeah. need to do more than you don't rehearse. Damn Pam, hold it here on the bottom end over hold there on the front line. Lord have mercy, she's, she's something else. <laughs> Jeff on the skins, Dave Lambert over here on the on the vocals and the strings over here on the guitar. Oh my word! I tell you what, it's Dave Lambert in the small intestines. That was a hell of a show. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, yeah, it's so my much. pleasure. You know, all the listeners. I'm just, stuff. just, just, you know, running up the flagpole. See who salutes it. That's that's kind of all, all we're trying to do. <laughs> Dave, thank you so very Thanks much for having me, man. I, I love coming back down here. It was one of my favorite places. You know, right. you are, you are, and I mean this with all sincerity. You are my family, and uh, you're a oh, family here at Radio Memphis. And, and I'm looking forward to you being a resident here in our fair city. And uh, I, I feel like family, and I want to thank y'all for bringing me into your family. This is awesome. I really love it. And I, this is absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Memphis. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, this is the last time you've been here. Your guitar playing has turned completely stratospheric, <laughs> dude. Wow. Really? You know, I, I'm just going to keep my guitar in the case because that's that's where it belongs. After watching you play, I, know, I, I, I could I could never do that. I know. thought I could do yeah. music, and then you go, "Oh my god!" Maybe yeah. that behavioral modification stuff I'm doing is working. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing, you keep doing it because, brother, you you have got it. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, please safe travels back home and and, and then back to Memphis, which is which will be quickly as soon as I can. Quickly, I hear you. Go back to Minnesota. They're gonna be talking about 
That's true. He starts to. I've got an accent. I'm like, no, baby, yes, I live here. It's do. you. <laughs> it's all you. Right. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate Jeffrey. appreciate your work tonight. Uh, Pam, you're awesome. Thank you so very much. Hey, next week on the program, kids, it's Eric Deaton Band. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's going to be signed. Yeah, you're going to have to lube yourself up for this one. Uh, it's going to wind up making me stay here for another month, aren't you? <laughs> you know, it doesn't stop here. It really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks to our producer, uh, you know Mark Caldwell back over here, who's making all this stuff happen each each time. So um, this is this is going to be a special night. Hardest working man in the blues. I right, tell you what, you know, I get to just sit here and hold the stool down and go, "It's all you." Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Dave. We love you, brother. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved, and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.